0: Okay, okay, that was one of the weirdest games I've ever been a party to, I've ever seen. The amount of things that went on, the Raptors didn't score a field goal for like nine minutes in the third quarter. That's bad. It's actually very, very bad. Not good at all. And Anthony Edwards, he teed off on Yuta Watanabe for what? Will likely end up being the dunk of the year. It was one of the most violent acts of athleticism I've ever seen. It was immediate. It was punctuated. <laughs> like, my God, that dunk was insane. He was fully, his head was at the rim through the contact with Yuta. Bembry should get a lot of blame for it because he chased a steal and left Yuta just pinned under the bucket. And my goodness, Anthony Edwards. It just one of one of the better dunks I've ever seen in a game and that took the the air out of the, the game for like a very extended amount of time it just seemed like both teams were going through the motions taking turns shooting less than 25 percent from the field my god third game in four nights they win 86 81 Pascal Siakam a pretty bad game as far as shot making goes only at 10 points but was pretty good passing the whole time. The fourth quarter, he was a Hellcat defensively. He changed so much of what the Timberwolves were trying to do. And he he had the assist on... Well, it's kind of a game-winning basket, kind of isn't. Came with, like, what, 30 seconds on the clock, and then free throws ensued. But Terrence Davis runs off a little screen coming up. Pascal finds him as the, the defense is sinking. Terrence Davis puts up the three. They go up 84-81, I believe, and the Raptors were able to hold on from there. Came down to that, and both teams had horrific stretches in this game, and I mean horrific, but the Raptors, 86-81, they win. They, uh, they pulled it out. I can't even remember at this point if I've said it's a Raptors Reaction podcast, but it is. I mean, Ross Sampson folk, and apologies, this game was so grubby, so grimy, and so poorly performed, oscillating between both sides, right, that... It's it's hard to even glean scheme stuff or what the team is doing correctly in this game because there's just so much funk to it. I have no idea what was happening as far as both teams executing for large parts of these games. It was just very poor performance. Aside from the defense, of course, and Norman Powell, I mean, 31 points, 10 and 19 from the field, Hit six threes, which is his career high, but he's hit that career high, I think, like five times by now. He's just never getting to that seven mark. He had scored when the Raptors finished up the first half at 45 points. He had scored 22 of their 45. He buoyed the offense early. He's been such a dynamite scorer as of late. It's hard to even quantify just how important he's been to the Raptors because he's scoring at a rate that is... Basically, it's not just a guy who's starting on occasion and will slide back to the bench. The type of scoring output he's providing is it makes him somebody you just have to put in the starting lineup. If he's going to average 24, 25, which I don't think he will, but if he's going to, that's where he's been near over this past, like, what, 9, 10-game stretch? He's been close to that, and it's, it's very, very efficient. He's been a heat pump. He gets to the rim in transition, he gets to the rim in the half court, and the Raptors rely on him for a heap of offense in the best of games, and in this game, an overwhelming amount of offense. I mean, the Raptors really were looking for it, and Norman provided 31 points. Off the start of the game, Bembry was actually on ball quite a bit, and just because of defensive breakdowns by the Timberwolves, got to the bucket a few times, but still finished with only seven, Siakam 10 van vliet 12 only three assists from van vliet in this one which is quite low for him obviously boucher nine Terrence davis had 11 and he came in in the second half obviously nick nurse was looking for some shot making pop Terrence davis came in hit shots immediately and obviously late he was a plus 11 in 11 minutes and had 11 points The Raptors were looking for offense that came packaged in Davis's game. Malachi Flynn played for a little bit. He wiggled in for a a mid-range jumper that I liked, but 15 minutes of, you know, kind of, it it wasn't very effective basketball, or sorry, I shouldn't say effective. He just didn't impact the game to a, a very large degree. Aaron Baines, I thought, and you know, there's, everybody has varying degrees of what they expect from Baines, but he's pretty good on the glass tonight and that compete level because Boucher versus Towns is obviously not a super advantageous thing that the Raptors are trying to do. The The offense did look much better when Boucher was out there, but that also overlapped with the start of the game, which was even though the Raptors were dominating, and we thought, okay, they just beat the Bucs two in a row. Maybe this is the team turning the corner. They kind of were on a hot streak. The Wolves were in a really strange place defensively, and so they go 28-15 after one. Part of the positive minutes that Boucher played are couched into those strange minutes. But I honestly, it's hard to say anything about this game because what part of it wasn't strange? 28 to 15 after the first quarter, 40 to 23 in the middle of the second, roughly like four minutes left. And Norman Powell is making up over half your points in a half. That's strange for the Raptors. Third game in four nights, once again, that caveat, I think is fair and worth applying. And then Cat, to start the second half, decided, okay, let me shut this down. They doubled him. He still went up. He still got buckets. If they were doubling with two guys who were... If they were coming off of the wrong player, he made the pass. So he was just playing fantastic, bending the Raptors to the breaking point on quite a few possessions. The Timberwolves stormed back into the game. And to go from shooting... They were shooting less than 20% in the game after like 13 to 15 minutes of gameplay. And I'm pretty sure they still ended up shooting a better field goal percentage in this game than the Raptors did. That is, that is one of the stranger statistics. Yeah, they shot 38.5% from the field. The Raptors shot 33%. And in that third quarter where Cat was going to town, oh my God, Anthony Edwards, that dunk on Yuta Watanabe was just insane. It was madness, and they they attempted to pull away. The Raptors stayed close, and the compete level was there. And then Mini scores 17 in the fourth quarter after the Raptors combined for 30 in quarters two and three. And then the Raptors get 28 in the fourth. This game was just, is bonkers, man. It's very hard to glean anything that was happening. Patrick McCaw played. He was out there. And so let's let's just run through the positives quickly for the Raptors, obviously, in this game. And then we'll, we'll move on from there. Because that's, that's all you can do in a game like this because there was so much slop that probably isn't indicative of how the Raptors are going to play. They allowed 81 in this game. They scored 86. That is not a typical game for the Raptors. They're missing Lowry and OG. OG, who is resting on the second night of a back-to-back, just... Just to be careful. And Lowry, obviously, um, I think Nurse said he'll be probable or he's likely to be probable next game because they just need to see him at a little bit more game speed in practice or in warm-ups, anything like that. So that's fine. They're operating without those two guys, two starters. And Pascal, off the jump, the fourth quarter defense was really, really so impressive The one sequence he had where he rotated over, blocked a three-point shot, and then got a dunk on the other end, you know, seconds later. That was great. And it tied the game up. And that's where the Raptors are going, okay, maybe we can steal this thing after we coughed it up so unceremoniously. Fred, the defense was really good, but this is probably the worst offensive performance of the year for him so far. He had more turnovers than assists. That is not typical for Fred VanVleet, not in the slightest that is very atypical Powell talked about him already attacking in all the right ways very effective from downtown Bembry had a really strong start to the game offensively kind of fell into the back end of the offensive hierarchy which is fine a couple defensive mistakes obviously the one that led to the dunk on yudo watanabe by anthony edwards and boucher kind of doing his thing chipping in where he could but Overall, this was not his matchup. It was not super advantageous for him. Baines' compete level on the glass was nice, especially the offensive glass. Extra possessions in a game where both teams score less than 90. They matter a little bit more, so kudos to Baines for doing that. Terrence Davis, once again, he hit hit a very big shot, and he scored points in a timely manner in a game where the Raptors were starved for offense. That's basically all the good stuff that happened in this game. And for the Timberwolves, I mean, the Timberwolves figured out a very good defensive group for themselves. Jaden McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt, I thought, did a very, very good job on Pascal Siakam. Jordan McLaughlin, J Mack, uh, I, I think it was Lewis said he reminded him of Lorenzo Brown, maybe just because he's bald and bearded. There's not that many bald and bearded guys in the NBA, which is surprising. But I guess all of them are blessed with good hairlines or are hanging on to hairlines that are less than satisfactory but are too prideful to let it go. Who's to say? But J-Mac, uh, he had a pretty good game defending Van Vliet. Rubio, obviously, is one of the better point guard defenders even if he's lost a little bit of a step. I still think he's you know, a plus defensively. And the Wolves, they played good defense. Honestly, they did. And they figured something that worked out for them and they played to it against the Raptors, and they lost it late. But that's the story of the game, man. The Raptors, they, they played like hell down the stretch, and they played like garbage for stretches in this game. And at the end of it all, they get to take home a W, get one day of rest, get back at it, and they're at 500. That is, uh, that's no small thing in this season, being at 500, looking at your team, especially if they'll be over 500 going into all-star break. Take account of what you have there. Move forward and, you know, I t- take a really hard look to identify what's working and what isn't and then really hammer home on both parts, whether it's eliminating the bad stuff or enhancing the good stuff. That's, that's what you want to do. But wow, 86-81, the Raptors, they pull one out. Reggie Evans Award, I feel perfectly fine giving it to Pascal Siakam. I thought that his hustle in this game was palpable and a low-scoring game, so it fits closer in with the mantra of uh, Reggie, Reggie Evans. So I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good with handing it over to Pascal Siakam. Okay, top quick reaction comment from Arshdeep Singh, quote, Terrence Davis shutting up all the Twitter fools by hitting the game winner on the same day his charges were dropped is absolutely hilarious, end quote referring to, obviously, that Terrence Davis had five of his seven charges dismissed, the two remaining that were, um, sorry, that are granted an adjournment in contemplation of dismissal, family ACD, uh, endangering the welfare of a child, and criminal mischief in the fourth degree. This comes from Blake Murphy, who sat in on the hearing today, well, virtually, and this is from the, the judge, quote, the full order of protection between Davis and the alleged victim remind, remains in place subject to any determinations from family court regarding visitation, custody, et cetera. And he also paid restitution, I believe. Adrian Wojnarowski tweeting out before the hearing actually finished that the um, all of the allegations, all of the charges, sorry, had been dismissed. And TMZ actually reporting a little bit later that he had cut a deal. So there's you know there's there's stuff up in the air depending on how close attention you're paying to it for you are steep i suppose it's jubilation shutting up all the twitter fools in your uh in your words as far as them shutting up i don't think that Terrence davis is the only example uh, that uh that makes them feel this way i think that they they view him as another example of of power and abusers getting away with something. And so he went through the legal process. The legal process has returned a result. Five of the seven charges dropped. That's currently where everything sits. Any other news, I presume, will come from Terrence Davis or the Raptors or the NBA once everything is sorted on their end. have no idea when that will be. But Terrence Davis hasn't had any media stuff going on so far this year. So... And I expect he'll probably be asked about it when he does have media availability for the first time. I can't imagine it wouldn't. And I, I would assume that his his answers probably won't provide very much information. And so for many people, this is still up in the air. That's how they perceive these situations. And obviously you disagree with that, Arsteep, but both groups of of people are both quite sizable. I would say those who feel that this is unfinished business or are dissatisfied with how the Raptors or the league have handled it and people like yourself harsh Deep, who are very excited for Terrence Davis that he can presumably if the good behavior falls for a year can just put this behind him and go on to continue doing Terrence Davis things so as for me I no comment man I uh No comment. I think that this is a, a bee's nest, a hornet's nest of sorts, and I don't want any part of it. So that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for tuning in. But whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.